Hey there and welcome to Drunk Distory Presents The Dark Ride, a fun Disney Parks themed game show with zero prizes and lots of drinking. Yeah. My name is Adrian and I'm here with my co-host Ryan. Uh, we are two people who love Disney Parks and enjoy talking about them a lot. We started this podcast because we know there are other Disney Park fans out there who, like us, aren't perfect and PG rated. Uh, they might have a little Cruella mixed with their Pongo and Perdita. That's a throwback. I've got some Cruella mixed with my DeVille. Oh, well, this is a perfect uh, day for you here because we have some super dope content in store for everyone's magical little booty. Um, today is a special day because today you listeners are on a most uncommon podcast about to ascend into your very own drunk episode of The Dark Ride. (laughs) (laughs) Any guesses what we're talking about today, Ryan? Um, Winnie the Pooh's... (laughs) Is is, is it the Winnie Ride? (laughs) No, it's the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. I wish it was the Winnie Ride. I know. I'm so afraid I know. It's going to be scary. It's a scary... This is a scary ride. This is... It's the Tower of terror. Yeah, it's in the t- name. Terror's right in the name. I mean, they're telling yeah. you what's yeah. what's in store. Yeah, Grandma Beware. Right. Yeah. You, I, have to, you have to see some, some ghosts. Something's gonna happen. This tower is about to terrorize you. You about to get terrified. <laughs> so how you doing, Ryan? I'm doing, I'm doing good. You're doing good? Yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing well. You're doing well? I am doing well as well. I am so excited. This is a, this ride to me is like a like a top level ride. Like this, this is top tier for sure. Yeah. Fast I have, pass plus. Let's do it. This is you, this is yeah, this is all about. It. Um this ride for me has always been a ride where I've said this could be a perfect ride. So in our drink that ride game show, which is goal is to make it to 50 points. I'm really curious to see where this goes. So when you first said like, "Oh, we're going to do Tower of Terror today." I was both excited because mm-hmm. I love this ride. And right. I was also like, ah, we're not going to really get to drink all that much on, right. our drinking, <laughs> on our drinking game show because this we drink when they don't do well. And I don't know how it's possible for this ride to really like not do well. Sure. But regardless, we're drinking. <laughs> if we have to drink throughout it, we're going to drink because this is a drinking game show. Damn straight. So today we're drinking... Um, so the Tower of Terror is... The, the, the theme of it is that it's supposed to be set... On October 31st, 1939. That's a little bit post-Prohibition, which started, which ended in 1933. So, um, the, the drink that was very popular back in the 1930s was the highball. Ooh. Yeah, oh. they make a whole glass just for it. <laughs> oh, they do. They, have, yeah, yeah. they even have, like, special ice for it, too, right? Yeah, you tell me. Sure. I don't know, because I'm not fancy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're going to... ice is highball glass. Right. <laughs> Um, we're gonna drink high drop balls. Oh shit, we're dropping acid. Uh, Is that what you No, no, no. I named this drink after my ex boyfriend. Oh, um, that poor man. <laughs> that poor guy. Um, it's super easy to make. You just um, fill a glass with ice and pour, or should I say drop, um, two ounces of whiskey in there and about six ounces of ginger ale. All right. Chug it out. See how it tastes. Cheers. I like it. I like a little whiskey gingy. Yeah, it's yeah. got a nice little um, 1930s, like, you know. I feel like it's good for my tum-tum, you know? 
Like that ginger, oh. that ginger's gonna settle settle anything that could be going wrong. You could drink then, this medicinally. Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Ryan reporting for Judy. Okay. Doctor, doctor, I got a problem. So now that we've got our drinks, let's talk a little bit about the Tower of Terror because I'm so excited. I want to give you guys some basic facts about the ride. Yeah, lay these facts oh. on me. Oh, I'm, I'm laying. Okay, so the Tower of Terror that we're talking about is the very first one uh, located on Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood Studios in Walt Disney World. Um, it was instituted in 1994, five years after the park opened. Um, and some facts about the ride. Uh, the coolest fact, I think, is that uh, it's got an hourly ride capacity of 2,050 people are going through that tower every hour. 2,050 screams yeah. every hour. That's coming, insane. Coming out of those holes. Yeah. Um, the ride vehicle, which is the elevator, maintenance elevator, uh, it holds 21 seats, seven guests per row. Um, the car is an AGT, an auto-autonomous guided vehicle that moves without tracks or rails. So this is like one of the first trackless vehicles. One of the first, besides, uh, I believe, though, like, in that park, the, the great movie ride. Yeah, the universe of energy. Those were yeah, like technically... they, they were technically advanced um, rides at their time. And uh, the duration of the ride is about five minutes total. It's like a pretty good length. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll talk about the uh, length. But yeah, it's, it's not bad. Um, you have to be 40 inches to ride it, which is, seems to me like... Perfect. <laughs> right? I mean, like... No, seriously. Like, there are little kids on this ride. Yeah. And they they love it. It's Yeah. It is they like, float away. Yeah. This is seriously, like, danger zone for them. Those sure. belts don't go tight enough. They don't. They are not tight enough. No. I, when you put it on, it feels like it's tight enough. But then you're like you in the. You start moving though. You start moving and yeah. you just go up in the air. I'm a big boy and I float on that thing. <laughs> yeah. so. I'm a big girl and I float on that thing. So it's 40 inches to ride. It stands 199 feet tall, uh, second tallest tower in Walt Disney World. The first is, we learned this on another episode. It's that mountain. Expedition Everest. Yeah. Um, it has a 13 story drop. Uh, the drop sequence is selected at random by the attraction's computer system. And while it may feel like you're free-falling, you're actually not. You're being pulled. Did you know this? I didn't know that. Yeah. Didn't know that. That's a wild. little ruining of the magic for me because That's I really wild. thought we were dropping. No, because you're actually going faster than right. terminal velocity at that... Uh, it has. It's able know. to pull you down faster than gravity. Yeah, exactly. So cool. Wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty amazing uh, technology. They actually, and I maybe you're about to lay this fact on us, I hope not, but they actually didn't go to a ride manufacturer for it. They went to an elevator manufacturer. Absolutely, and I'm not going to read that as a fact, but I did see that too. Like, this first, these people that work on actual elevators are the ones yeah, that... they were like, how do we make this go faster? Yeah, than like, you got to like, pull it down. They are like, that's not what you do. <laughs> we slow these things down. We don't right. speed them up. I mean, there is a little bit of comfort in there knowing that, like, because you, when you're in an elevator, there's points where everyone has thought at one point, like... Every time. You hear that, like, thud, and you're like, uh-oh, it's gonna drop. <laughs> I don't go to work any single day and get into that elevator without thinking, either, A, these doors aren't gonna open back Right, up, you're gonna get trapped here. in the elevator. I'm gonna be stuck here with whoever this j asshole is who's next to me. Sure. And then, B, I'm gonna go careening to my death in this, right. <laughs> this metal box. So at least we know that there's nothing pulling the elevator down, so it's gonna be a lot slower than the Tower of Terror. We're not gonna fly up and hit our heads on the ceiling. Yes. Maybe. That's 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 good news. Um, so the architecture of the tower was inspired by multiple Southern uh, California landmarks, such as the Biltmore Hotel and the Mission Inn. And the grounds are inspired by California's Griffith Park, so very California. 
Um, the rock California, Valicorny, Valicorny, California. This is a drinking podcast. This is, this is uh, the, the valley in California is the the Valicorny. I mean, I, they always call them Valley Girls. Maybe I'm that's, a Valicorny girl. <laughs> they was very like big in the in the nineties and the eighties. Be like, I'm a Valley girl. What was that? Why were we doing that? I, it, it was fun. Good fun. I guess so. Buffy came out and then uh, was yeah, from there. I guess I don't know. Yeah, anyway. So, um, the ride is so tall, the upper half of it is visible from Epcot. It can be seen just behind the Morocco Pavilion. And because Disney is so invested in immersion, they actually designed the exterior of the hotel to blend in with the Morocco skyline. So, when you look at Morocco, there's this thing that just sort of fits in with it. Fits into the background, yeah. How Brill. is that? Brill! I mean, this is why, you know, we love these Imagineers so much, is that they, they go through the extra steps to think about things like mm-hmm. this, and it really makes all the difference in the world because if that was like a big floating you know yellow uh right you know, it tower, would not look right like what, what is going on back there absolutely and yeah. this is all of these things the more i learned about this ride were all the reason that i just slowly just felt like it was more and more perfect like totally. every single thing is perfect yeah i'm very very attached to this uh ride the disney Imagineers actually go out like months or years before they are finalizing the the designs for these projects and they will take balloons and put balloons up to the height that they think they are. They're called sight lines and sight balloons. Okay. And so when you're out at the Disney parks and you happen to see like like a big, you know, white balloon or a big red balloon, it's setting up for like the location of a future project where there's going to be something of height. And uh, and that's why they're putting the balloons there so that they can make sure that from this place I can right. see it, from that place I can see it, you know, to make make sure that they can do you know, cool things like the Morocco Pavilion where they hide it. Yeah. Cool. Well, so that isn't even one of my fun facts, and I've got fun facts about these, and I've had to edit, Ryan. Like, I'm telling you, like, there's so many fun facts about this ride. It's so interesting. Uh, But I I edited it down to um, some ones that I just sort of liked. So my favorite was that in the 1980s, um, a second phase of development was being designed for Disneyland Paris, which included a free fall type ride in their version of Frontierland that was going to be named Geyser Mountain. Um, it would have been part roller coaster, part free fall ride that shot get guests up a vertical shaft. I mean, doesn't this sound amazing? Yeah, I want on now. I mean, <laughs> we're like, I'm hearing this and I'm like, why didn't it happen? There's so many rides. I'm just like, come on. Like, who said no? Who scrapped it? It's got to be a budget. Thing. Euro, Euro Disney shit. Euro Disney bed. was go, kind yeah, of like going down the, like... <laughs> down, down the toilet in the 80s. Yeah. Um, so the plan was scrapped, uh, but the free fall portion was picked up by Disney Hollywood Studios and made into the Tower of Terror. Well, thank God for that. I know. It's a maze. Um, so the second fact, it's Rod Stor- Sterling from, te- from the Twilight Zone. It's his image in the video, but it's not all his voice. Uh, the voice impersonator was Mark Silverman, whose ability to match Sterling's famous cadence was so impressive that he was chosen by the job for Rod by Rod's widow, Carol Sterling. Oh, that must have been an interesting conversation. Yeah. She was like, can I get a couple extra recordings? <laughs> you just say, like, <laughs> love nice you, things. honey. Like, nice things to me. <laughs> just, like, leave it on my voicemail. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the young girl, so there's five people in the, that when you see this, like, pre-show, you're seeing, like, five, the story of five people that this, this thing happens to them. We'll get into it when we talk about the queue a little bit. Um, and the girl is holding a Mickey Mouse doll. Really? Interesting, right? I never noticed it. Did so you? So, like, like a 1939 Mickey? Like, Supposedly, like, it's, like, sh- worth a, a Mickey that's worth a lot of money, yeah. 
So it's like straight up Steamboat Willie type style Mickey that's like I, I just was able after. to like when I watch it like kind of like make out like sort of a silhouette of it I'm still not like really able to focus on it but well, yeah my Mickey mug says that it's 90 years of Mickey and that was in 2018 <laughs> I think so I think it was like I think it was like 1928 that Steamboat uh, Mickey came out so okay. like 10 years later he's probably like I think it's like pre-color still, right? Yeah, it, it's got to be because the color doesn't come until like the fifties, forties, fifties. I mean, I don't you know. Got me. It was like a like a wish. Well, Millennials, what? <laughs> Speaking of mugs, what does your mug look like? So I got I got like old school Mickey meets new school Mickey, half and half. Mm-hmm. Um, a little winky face. So this was part of when they the big ninety years of Mickey thing, yeah. where it was just everywhere. Like if Target was selling stuff. Your local bodega was selling 90 years of Mickey stuff. It was just, ev- the merch was everywhere. Everywhere. They were hawking. Yes. Hardcore. <laughs> they were hawking. Yeah. So, like, but it's, let's get everything we can out of this decade shit. I got a bunch of stuff for Christmas that were just like, people were like, oh, I found this for you. And it's like, I have like now, like as an adult woman, I have like toys of like Mickey that are just like in a closet. I'm keeping them in a box, even though there's no way they'll ever be worth anything because there was so much merch. Well, wait till he's a hundred. There's going to be a whole lot oh more. Yeah. I mean like, what's going to happen when there's, he's a hundred. No one's going to give a yeah, crap about him turning 90. It's not like Mickey's going to die. Like, you know, like no, he's, he's not dying. He can't it's, die. It's not like a normal 90 year old where you're yeah. like, like, this might be their last Christmas. Like, no, Mickey's going to last. Mickey's going to be longer. around for a long time. Yeah. He's going to be a long right, well, uh, cheers, cheers yeah. to, to my mug. And, uh, cheers. What's, what's your mug? So my mug is a, um, I, <laughs> someone gave it to me. It was, I think it's about 20 years old. It shows the exterior of Cinderella's castle. It's sort of like, um, beveled so you can like feel it. Is that the right word? So it's like like a blind person's. Yeah, it's like the braille of the braille of the the castle, Um, and uh, I think it was like a souvenir mug from like twenty years ago. So it's sort of vintage. Ooh. Yeah, from the two thousands. I can't wait to cheers you and and end up chipping (laughs) throughout throughout our our recording. Don't chip any of my merch. That's going to be worth something someday. Get your hands off the merch, kid. <laughs> um, so, another fact that I love, last one, is that if you're trying to remember an episode involving lightning striking a hotel, don't worry. <laughs> you were? Yeah, I was. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry, there wasn't one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the goal wasn't to create recreate a famous episode, but it was to make a brand new experience. Um, we're meant to be stars in a lost episode of The Ooh. Twilight Zone. Yes, that's I true. I love that theme. That yeah. theme's awesome. Uh, where we get to experience the story for ourselves. However, certain episodes did have a major impact on the attraction's plot. For example, the episode Little Girl Lost was inspired inspired Imagineers to include the fifth dimension in this tra- attraction. So let's just talk about this ride. What are your early memories of it? So I think my earliest memories are like being very excited. You know, I've been going to, um, to MGM Studios before the attraction opened. Right. Opened in 1989. And then saw them building it. Mm -hmm. It was really excited. And then when it was finally open, we were, like, as a family, super pumped. And I think, uh, I think my youngest, so my youngest brother couldn't go on it because he was, like, a baby. And so we would do baby swap. We would do baby swap, like, a lot of my younger, uh, or, like, like, uh, I guess, like, from age 9 through 14 or something like Mm -hmm. that, anytime we would go to Disney... Uh, we would get baby swap on all these rides. So we would get to, like, go on every ride twice. Right. You know, like, with each parent. And, like, you know, the the baby would have to hang out with the other parent at the uh, at the exit. But you only have to wait in line once, which was amazing. 
And so we got to ride, you know, Tower of Terror each time we went on it. Like, yeah, you, you just kind of—it's like kind of like a like a little trick. I think it's oh. a hot tip for oh, people. Definitely hot tip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're uh, if you're a nine-year-old, <laughs> this, first off, first of all, turn it parenting. off. <laughs> great parenting. But second off, take advantage of this loophole because uh, it was amazing, and I remember riding it with my little brother all the time, uh, and and then eventually when the baby turned into, you know. A, a 40 inch year old child yeah uh, he got to join and that took some time because he's like a real shorty aww yeah. I love you Eric but <laughs> cute yeah. you're real short <laughs> and then uh, so it, it took a while but he was so excited because like, his life had always been a build up you know like sure. this ride had always existed and mm. we had been going to Disney every year and he couldn't go on and he couldn't go on um and he he's like a pretty brave uh, kid like so like all these rides he was never afraid of going on any of these rides mm. he was always excited for it sure. so uh, he used to like go on his tiptoes and stuff like that Aww. to try to get in. He used to stick like uh, stick uh, tissues and stuff inside of his shoes to like raise them <laughs> up a little bit so that he could get on. It was uh, it was great. Yeah, so but finally he was able to go on. I remember uh, all being able to go on these rides for the first time together yeah. as a whole family as being a very special uh, uh, memory. Well, I don't remember going on this ride for the first time. I've racked and racked and racked my brain. I, I don't remember a Hollywood Studios without this ride. If it, w- I couldn't even imagine what it was without this ride. First of all, it's that whole that, that whole, whole Sunset Boulevard didn't exist. What existed? It was like Muppets Vision and the Great Movie Ride like, and Star Tours. It was like it was the 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 tram ride, right? So the tram, oh, that was okay. The that tram was ride was like right off the bat, and that was there. a big deal. Back big deal. Then. And then uh, and then there was like the Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, down, it was more was about like rad. shows. It was totally about the making of movies back then. Right. In fact, I think that. Tower of Terror might have been like one of the first attractions that really wasn't about like the making of uh, it's like more in, in tune with the IP the, well not even the IP because Disney doesn't own uh, no um, the Twilight Zone they they lease that uh, that property yeah so it's more about the, the creation of you know a unique story that goes along with uh, this this thing that's not about like making the movies yeah, um, and I think you know that's obviously like the route that they're going. That's how Galaxy's Edge is. That's how um, Toy Story Land is. You know, all these new things that they're putting into the park are definitely more about like uh, you know the old uh, Universal adage of you know ride the movies or whatever. Ride it's the movies, like, yeah. Like way more along along those lines than like how they're made. And they had to do some things at that period of time because Universal was just crushing Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood Studios was the answer to Universal, and it was a very weak answer at the time lukewarm eisner lukewarm um so my favorite memory of this ride isn't when i was a child uh it was literally eight years ago my family went to disneyland paris and we went on the version that is in there disney studios that's like the bad park right well that park is a prime example of what we're just talking about where there's like five attractions and you're just kind of like okay i guess i'll and you could walk between the parks you're just like i guess i'll just go back to disneyland because what am I doing here? I'm like staring at, you know, like, uh, I, I think that they, they have like even rides that we just don't even have. It's just very, yeah, they've got like a uh, crush, crush. Well, that crush is coaster. cute. Yeah. They have some that's, cute stuff. It's the only thing I've ever wanted to go on there. That, yeah. Maybe, maybe Ratatouille. They got that there. They have Ratatouille there, but we're getting it. So, yeah. so I was at that park when, uh, eight years ago with my, uh, family and my 80 year old grandma was with us and we were like, grandma, we're going to go on Tower of Terror. Do you want to go on? She's like, 
hell yeah, I want to go on. That's awesome. And so my grandmother came on with us, and she's sitting in between myself and my sister, and she's so small. Like, I'm a tall woman. I'm 5'10". My grandmother's, like, maybe 4'10". Wow. And she's so tiny and small, and so... She's sitting in between us, and we're literally, like, the picture is us holding her legs down because she was flying. She was <laughs> flying so high, but she was laughing her ass off, having the best time. And we should have bought the picture because, like, the picture literally shows us, like, holding her down. And I don't know why we didn't buy it. It just, it's still, like, a regret this to this day. If you ever get a good picture on one of these ride vehicles, buy them because I'm proof that. We have one in my living room. Yeah. Of this, we, the, the, we bought one photo pass photo. Yeah. In all of the all of yeah. the theme parks, all the rides, all of the everything, we bought one, and it's from Tower of Terror on like a big family, like multi-family trip, and I love it. It's great. great, yeah. My favorite ride photo of me is by myself, completely on Splash Mountain. I was at Spl- I've had two now. I'm the I'm a collector of the single rider <laughs> life. <laughs> the solo trip. Yeah. <laughs> And I literally was just me on Splash Mountain with my, you know, hands doing, like, the, you know, like, I don't know, sign, and just, like, I don't know, no one wanted to ride with me, and that's it's, like, my a, favorite that's photo. That's such a trope of, uh, you know, like, the funny picture going down Splash. Well, we'll talk about that, I'm sure, once we get to oh, Splash. Oh, show, uh, and they're definitely in, getting there. Yeah, in the coming uh, days, weeks, months. So, yeah, days. I mean, I think everyone looks back on this ride pretty fondly. This is a great, this is a great <laughs> ride. It's great. Um, so, what do you want to do? You want to get ready? You want to play Drink That Ride? I want to play Drink That Ride. Um, Yeah, so we're going to play our game, which is uh, where we actually start drinking. And the point of this game is we're going to rank the rides and drink the difference. And what that means is that if a category has a possible score of five, and we'll go over the categories once we start, uh, and you give it a four, and we want everyone to play along with us at home because we're playing, but we want you to play and keep your score and let us know what your score is, I'm very interested. Yeah, and so us. if you give it a four, you take one sip. You just drink the difference. It's very simple. The shittier the ride, the drunker you get. And we're talking yeah. about a good ride today, so I'm just gonna be we're drinking. We're just gonna whiskey. drink throughout. I'm gonna drink this whiskey gingy, anyways, and uh, you know we'll find out we'll find out how the scores go later on. Um, so uh, before we start, I'm just tell everyone what the categories are quickly, so you know what's coming up. Uh, the first category is Q, that's worth five points. The second is length of ride, that's also worth five. Third is thrill. That's also worth five. Uh, the fourth is a lot more complicated, so it's a little more points. Immersion is ten points. That includes sight, sounds, and ride vehicle. These are just considered the technical rounds. And once they're done, they're possible 25 points. We move into the fun round because a ride, though, could be technically wonderful if you're not coming off and happy and glad that you did it. Yeah. It affects the score. Damn straight. So with that said, let's play Drink That Ride. So fun, fun's uh, 25 points. Fun is 25. That's a whole lot of points. That's a whole, that's like a potential for like a whole lot of drinking. Total points. All right, it's time to play. <laughs> All right, so Ryan, uh, why don't you call out the categories and we'll just, we'll talk it out. I, lo- I have some things to say about um, the very first one. All right, cool. So we're going to start with one of the best cues in mm. this in this, uh, in any park, in any Disney absolutely, park. absolutely. This this queue has so many different points to it, and I, as concisely as possible, I just want to talk everybody through it. And while I'm talking everybody through it, let's just sort of um, listen to the soundtrack that kind of plays while you're while you're um. Well, you're taking a little stroll. Well, you're taking a little stroll. Stroll through Hollywood. Uh... 
little jazzy 1930s. It's sultry, right? Like, yeah, it's yeah. like you don't know whether you want to like murder somebody or make out with yeah. somebody. It's right in the middle. So, okay. Like, like some dame. Some dame. Yeah, like I gotta like, make out and then be murdered by some dame. <laughs> Wasn't all, that the way it goes? All while this one track is playing. <laughs> okay, so you go through the gates and this jazzy little music. Before here, that, funny. though, has like one of the coolest signs. It does. It's like the sign. It so is. the sign says the Hollywood Tower Hotel, right? Uh, which is the name of the fake hotel that they built. And then in like these little twinkle lights, it pops up Tower of Terror. Yes, phenomenal. Yeah. And the, the, Twilight's on Tower of Terror? I don't know what pops up, but it's rad. The lighting that's done on this attraction, because it's just sort of this, like, terracotta, like, exterior, and at night it becomes all, like, purpley and 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 orangey. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. Just love it. So, you walk through the gate, you're on this, like, cracked pathway through, like, overgrown gardens, and you end up in the hotel's lobby, which is covered in dust and cobwebs, like it was left untouched since its closure in 1939. Yeah. Um, there you're informed by the bellhops that your room is not ready yet and you're ushered into a little hotel library and inside there there's like books, antiques, an old television set. The doors close and with a crash of thunder I should have played a crash <laughs> the power like suddenly goes out except for like a television set which sort of like crackles on. It's like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um and then the se- so the opening sequence, you see this like you know on this little screen, you see that um, the host Rob Sterling informs us that we've now crossed over into the Twilight Zone. Um, he then goes on to depict the events of a stormy night in 1939, and as the video plays, like a lightning bolt strikes the tower and causes five people in the elevator to vanish, um, and along with the entire wing of the building. All right, so when these lights go out and the crash happens, yeah. Is it just me, or do you also make a beeline towards what you know is about to happen and get to that back corner? Yeah, of course. Of course. If you're if you're well seasoned with any of these, you know exactly yeah. where the fake you're door like, is. You're like, I am going to skip these thirty <laughs> dum dums and get into the into the real line, right? Like ASAP, because like at this point, this cue like is it's beautiful the way that you've, you've uh, explained it. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it is like this decrepit hotel, but yeah. it goes super fast. All yeah, of this cue line goes really fast. The lobby is small, very small, and you think like, oh, maybe this is it, and I'm already like on the attraction. Yeah. No no, 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 no. And even the library is small. Like the little room at the pre-show is very small. Um, I love I love the length of time of this um, of this pre-show because it's just enough of a video. Like there's a lot of other ones where I'm just kind of like, why do you need to explain so much to me? But like Rod Sterling, aka Mark Silverman, kind of gets right to the point. He so the 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 video then cuts to an out of order elevator. And we're told that the time is now. So you can feel that on an evening very much like this one. You've just witnessed and you're invited to step aboard a maintenance service elevator still in operation and waiting for you. It's very, like, well written. I just, the time is now is very, like, chilling. Like, woo! Um, And the television turns off and the guests are directed through a boiler room, which brings us to, like, our final part of the queue. You're in the basement. This boiler room looks like the the Titanic boiler room. The Scooby-Doo wall... You know, yes. slides slides away, and yeah. then all of a sudden, yeah, you 
you feel like you are in a legit boiler room of uh, like an old building. An old building's boiler room. It's dusty. Yeah. It's dingy. There's like certain like clanking sounds yeah. and stuff like that. It's really, yeah. really. The lights kind of like fizz in and out. Yeah, yeah. It's dark. You're just kind of like, I want to get out of here. And they, they I, I feel say, like, like on a hot day, that's like magic. When you're oh, it is room, magic. You're like, oh my God, the air conditioning feels so good in there. Yeah. It's like, it's so calm and cool. I think I have a problem. I think I like basements a little too much. I do like basements too. Yeah, like I like the smell of them. Oh yeah, musty. Like dingy, and that's something that D- Disney does very well. That musty, the must. musty, dingy smell. So yeah, I mean, top one of the top cues experience. There are so many components to it, and it's all so well done. And by the time you're getting into this elevator, you're just like you're immersed. So at a possible five points, right? What are you giving the Tower of Terror? That cue's a five. That cue is a five from me, too. So I'll, I'll uh, cheers you. Well, cheers. Like, I'm not cheers. sipping. We're cheers to the fact that it's a yeah. five. How, how about whenever the score is a five, we have to cheers to, to the Imagineers? Ah, cheers to the ears. Cheers to the Imagineers. I like it. Okay, so five points. Five points. Uh, now we're going to go on length of ride. As I mentioned before, the length of this ride is about five minutes from the time that you're in the elevator and the first so you're in the elevator you get in the bellhops are always good they have like a they say like really funny things like i i genuinely like laugh every time i'm like in there because they'll say something and it's always i'm always surprised by it there's always so much nervous energy at this point too because there's like there's people that have never ridden it before and they right all they know about it is that people are screaming like you know, from the outside, yeah, the doors open and people are just screaming. While you're working off. down Sunset Boulevard, you just yeah. hear screams every few seconds. Yeah, so you have no real idea what you're about to get into. You just know that there's screaming involved. Right. It, there's a lot of nervous energy. There's a lot of sometimes families like all trying to talk down. You know, talk the kid like it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. So you get in and it immediately shoots up. It goes up. I think they said about five or six floors at that point, depending on which one of the the shafts that you're in. And then you're gonna go through this, like it. Then it moves out of this. No, not yet. What? Because oh, it kind of like opens up to different floors. Yeah, first it opens up to yeah, floors yeah. where you get yeah. to see, like it looks like a regular hotel room, uh, yes. hotel floor that you're seeing with with rooms as it goes right. down the hallway. But then, like something kind of like magical will happen. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, and then you see the um, the the five people right? yeah and they're like just hanging out in the hallway mm-hmm. and then through a and like a pretty awesome pepper's ghost effect they mm-hmm. uh get zapped by yeah. a uh a lightning, beam lightning and, bolt and yeah. lightning bolt and then uh i think at that point does it crash does it do another i think it, yeah there's a lot of there's, there's like a lot, lot of, of uh, crashing sounds a lot of crashing and i really like the crashing and glass sound shat- there's yeah. a glass shattering sound on one of them yeah. too like when it's Shows like the mirror, like a or window being broken. Yeah, and turning into like an eye or something. Yeah, well, that creeps. That always creeps me out. Yeah, but um, the, my favorite part of that that whole um, uh, scene with the Pepper's Ghost is like all of the stars. So like yeah. everything kind of fade, like slowly fades out to dark, and then all these little stars appear. And that's I think when you see the window that cracks or smashes. Yeah, yeah, and I love that. Uh, all the little stars. I love that too, because they sort of play like this, like sort of like. Like, yeah, like yeah, sort yeah. of like fun music you're just like this is so cool I want this to be like my bedroom it's like really like fun and you know so yeah, then no, then when it's smashing windows and giant eyeball no I like when it's like the stars not the giant eyeball um so then the the ride vehicle moves out and the ride vehicle is pulled did you know that 
I did not know that. Yeah, it's pulled well through the ground. It's pulled, but okay. uh, um, because it's one of these like um, um, what is it? The AB vehicles. Well, like the like magnets. No? Yeah, so the yeah. Ma- it's pulled, being pulled by the magnets. And so in there, you're in this whole other sequence because now we're like the right. We're in the fifth dimension and we're kind of moving around and we're hearing a lot of Rod Sterling sort of still like talking. Yeah, dude won't shut up. (laughs) Well, he's got to earn his paycheck. Um, And then when you finally, you feel like that locked in thing, you finally get to to where the drop zone is. You you hear it like it's like a cage. Before that, though, you get this cool thing and I don't know why it's there or what it is, Mm -hmm. but you get this like crazy bright light that like... It like comes together, and it's like this like super bright light. Oh like, yeah, like it looks, almost like strikes. I think, it's, I think it's supposed to look like the elevator door, right? I don't know what the fuck it is? Oh yeah, but, but I, it's supposed to be like ele- it. yeah. like my favorite thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's ride. making like a zzz it's, sound. It's like, like very intense. And yeah, it's like very bright, and you're like, what? Are you even supposed to be? Yeah, I don't know. But you you're in another dimension, <laughs> and then you fall. Yeah, and like that first like sort of fall, it's like this just sort of like bang, and you just know like you're going. And then it starts the ride sequence, which is like, could be very random. It can always be different. Mm-hmm. You're going up, you're going down, you think it's over. And then all of a sudden, it sh- I love the point where it shoots back up. Like where you're just like, oh, we're going all the way up again. Like, it's just so freaking exciting. And when you know the camera's there and you could like put your hands up and get the picture. And uh, PhotoPass now provides you with like, you can get like a video of it where you're actually like seeing yourself. It's really exciting. I'm going to give the length of this ride a five as well. I think that there's... If you think about a drop ride in, in any normal theme park, you, you they bring you up and they drop you. There's totally. nothing else going on, and this ride takes that to another level. It keeps going for sure. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a, a four. Okay, I, but I, I totally see where you're coming yeah. from. It's I think that it's a great length. Yeah, um, but you know, oh okay, could no, be, could be longer. Could be a Shit. little. Sure, you can have a couple more drops. Who could we could always use more drops. All right, next we got that thrill level. Okay. I mean, we kind of, we've been talking about we've it. We've been talking about time. it so much. If you, if you're walking down Sunset Boulevard and all you hear is the screams that are coming out of this ride, mm-hmm. you're not hearing the screams coming out of stupid rock and roller coaster. No. No. They contain those. They contain those. Those aren't worthy. Right. This is, it's a, it's a different level of thrill than rock and roller coaster. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, you're it's you're in an elevator and you're you're going down. It's, it's like your worst fucking nightmare. Worst fucking nightmare. Yeah. So I mean, I don't. We don't even need to debate this sucker. It's I'm, a I'm five. Going five. It's a five yeah, on thrill. Five. So, um, you know, we didn't we didn't sip on the last one. We should oh, to the Imagineers, cheers. and then sip again to the Imagineers. Cheers. Double cheers. Double cheers Double to cheers. the Imagineers. <laughs> Out there crushing it. Okay. Immersion. So this is going to be sights, sounds, ride vehicle, the immersive experience as a whole. This category is worth 10 points. So when you're playing along at home, it's out of a possible 10 points. Do you feel, Ryan, immersed? So do I, I mean, like, do I feel like I'm in the Twilight Zone? Uh, yeah. At certain points you do. I mean, if, if you had never been on this ride before, or the first time that I went on this ride, and the doors open up and all of a sudden the cart moves forward and you're like this isn't supposed to work this way what's going on yeah and then you're moving through like some you know the weird factory yeah (laughs) house of horrors there's nothing more immersive than that because you're like what the fuck is going on right why is that thing blinking at me stop it yeah stop blinking right um 
you know, everything about it, you, the, if you look at the facade of the hotel, it's got a giant lightning strike on it where, you know, part of the, part of the name Hollywood Tower Hotel like is blinking, is, is blinking and, and all yeah. fucked up. All of that is just so well crafted. On sure. This thing. Um, you know, the fact that from Morocco, you can look at it and it looks like it's part of the Morocco Pavilion from everywhere on Sunset Boulevard, it just looks like you're in part of old school 1930s Hollywood. I mean... It fits with Sunset Boulevard. It yeah. fits with Epcot. It's, this, sh- this shit's a 10 for me. It's a 10 for me as well on immersion. It's so immersive. It's so perfectly done. Every point of it is just on point. Totally. So in the technical round here, a possible 25 points, I know I've given it a perfect score so you, far. You haven't. I've given it uh, you know, one less. One so. less. Uh, yeah, I mean, cheers, that's cheers to the Imagineers. hard to get that level. It sure is. Um, I think uh, we need a refill. Yeah, we're probably going to need a refill. Yeah, yeah. A little right. glug. Even though we're not drinking, we're drinking so much of the Ameri- Imagineers that we're drinking. Um, All right, so tech round is over. Bring on the fuck. That's me. That's me getting serious that's, now. That's your, your fun fingers. I will you tell you. Tell me using my fun fingers right now. I will tell you that when I get off this ride, first of all, they let you into a gift shop. I even love the gift shop. I try on the bellhop hat every single time. I hit the little bell that, you know, it's like you can buy the bell. Uh-huh. I love it. I'm always like, should I buy the bell? And then I'm like, what would I do with the bell? Right. I have to really think about Indeed, it. I live in a studio apartment in New York City. I can't, you, you know, like have... call yourself to service. <laughs> Ding, Adrian, go get yourself a drink. <laughs> Ding, go do your laundry. <laughs> Ding, go to bed. <laughs> yeah, it's not the most practical thing, but I have to play with them. Um... I, I, know, I know what I'm going to do next time I go up there. So this is good. This is good. Um, the bellhop hat? <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Um, so I have so much fun on this ride. I literally have so much fun on this ride. I am, I, that feeling of being in Disney World where you feel like a kid again, but you're not treated like a kid on this ride. I feel like a kid. But I'm not treated like a kid. I'm treated like I am in the twilight. I'm treated like an adult. Adult kid. A big kid. Like, it's it's fun. <laughs> it's like, it's not insulting to my intelligence in any capacity. Like, the pre-show on Dinosaur. It's... You know what's rad about it? Is that, like, it's 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 for, like, a dead IP. Like, there's not a single kid out there no. who knows. Like, now, if a kid hears about Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. they associate it with this ride. Not the other way around. Sure. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and there it, there was a movie based on it. Um, um, it came out. Uh, made, made for TV movie came out uh, three years later in 1997. But in 2015, they announced that somebody was writing a script for a movie on this ride, but it still hasn't Johnny come out. Gonna star in it? Um, so. Probably he's going to be the bellhop. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what do you get? Real it? Tower of Terror. <laughs> yeah, it's like here's the. the here's the, Johnny Depp is in another Disney movie and no one asked for it except for Tim Burton so on a on a possible 25 points Ryan so I don't know that I've ever gone to that park and not ridden this twice right I mean we, we're gonna get to is it a must do oh t- what yeah okay like like it's fun uh huh it's so fun that I wanted there's no one timing it like it's it started when I was young. I got, yeah. you know, with this parent swap thing, I got spoiled, and now 
If yeah. I have to wait in the line twice, I have to wait in the line twice. Right. It's happening twice. It's happening twice. Minimum. Well, the, the way to play it, listeners, is you go right forward. And the, everyone's going to Slinky Dog. Everyone's going to Millennium Falcon. You go to the Tower of Terror and you just walk right on it. Yeah. And then you, but you have it as a second tier fast pass later in the day. Oh, yeah. So you get on it twice. Damn straight. Uh, I'm going uh, 24 out of 25. I am also going 24 out of 25. Wow. Okay, so... This ride is, like, is amazing. So, all right, so let's just, like, for a little bit of context here, the current leader with 40 points is Expedition Everest. With 40? That's all I had was 40? I had 40 points. Man, the tech rounds on that thing got... <laughs> yeah, I I think, yeah, there was some there were some things where it just wasn't scoring well. I don't... Um, didn't definitely didn't score this well. Um, and then the lowest... Maybe we were meaner then. Were we meaner in the past? I don't know. I mean, I don't know why it only got 40. It was around 40-something, 40 44. We had, we had a little check back well, with the numbers, but it's the current we'll, leader. We'll post it. We'll post it. It's, it's the current leader. leader. It's definitely the current leader. I'll just tell you what the current leader is, is Expedition Everest. The current loser is the Enchanted Tiki Room. Not for long. We'll see about that. sure that's today. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, my total score was 48. Your total score was 49. That gives us a combined effort of 48.5. Which is bringing this sucker right to the top. Right to the top. It's shooting right to the top of the shaft. Yeah, I have a feeling it's probably going to stay there for quite some time. It, uh, yeah. But uh, it's it's an awesome ride. I'm so glad that we got to, to chat about it. It's a must-do, obviously. We've said that. You were even saying it's a must-do twice. I mean, like, don't, don't fuck around with only doing it once. You're going to... Yeah, you need you need uh, more than once. Um, Ryan, on a scale of Tinkerbell to Beast, uh, based on how much drinking you had to do during Drink That Ride to the Imagineers, <laughs> how drunk are you? Like probably like uh, the White Rabbit. Okay, like, why? I feel like, like I'm just like I'm late for something. Like I'm late, <laughs> like, I'm late to drinking. Like, late to drinking. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, I feel like I'm um, Nana from Peter Pan, the dog from Peter Aww. Pan. Yeah, because but you the, have the drink with you. No, like, around your neck, but you. Well, that too. <laughs> you can't drink it. It's because this ride is so good, and I'm so sober that I could literally balance a tray of medicine on my head and bring it into some little children Aww. and take care of them. That's how sober I am right now because of this amazing ride that just brings me so much joy, so much love. Um, anything else you want to add? I think I think we've said uh, said all that there can be said about this this awesome ride. Except we want to say a warm thank you to those of you who have made it, and a friendly word of warning: something you won't find on any other podcast. The next time you tune into a Disney drinking game show, make sure you know what kind of alcoholic beverage you're sipping, or you may find yourself a permanent resident of the Dark Ride. <laughs> I didn't even know you were going to say that. That's I know, like, it's like, pretty brill. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, okay, so um, The Dark Ride is presented by Drunk Distry, and we are available every Wednesday um, on Spotify and wherever else podcasts are available. Um, uh, the show is free, but you can always pass by simply liking and subscribing, giving us a five-star rating and review. Uh, or just telling a Disney Parks loving friend to listen. Also, please follow us on Instagram for lots of great Disney Parks content at Drunk Distory, spelled D-R-U-N-K-D-I-S-T-O-R-Y. 
Thank you for listening. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. We out.